And welcome to another edition. Well, actually, it's not another edition. It is the first episode of Cardinals Chronicles on Variety Sports Podcast. And guess what, Ma? I'm on TV. <laughs> I, I'm with my co-host, as always, is Josh and his beautiful face. Look at you, Josh. Look at you. Strut your stuff. Josh, how are you? You know, baby. Good, man. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. We didn't think we were going to get here on the TV, but we are here. So everything's good now. We get to talk about the Cardinals, and we get a new show to talk about. It's called The Cardinal Chronicles because we're going to chronicle all the shit that we have to go through as Cardinal fans. Well, I mean, really, we couldn't have a better week to have a rebranding with yeah. all the big news that's come out and everything that's happened. I mean, this is going to be a really good episode. Um, really looking forward to doing this one. Lots of big information to get out there, discuss, thoughts, um, things about the future. Ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, I guess we want to talk about, I don't know why I got the Hick voice on today, but whatever, Toonbook. I guess we'll talk about the weekend review. Um. Let's see. So the Cardinals are. I hate it not having my notes pulled up when I want it. Uh, good Lord. You're going to get a pass on this one because of the technical difficulties to get here. Yeah. Technical difficulties sucked. So it was the. We just finished our. Uh, yeah, we uh, finished. The Royals series, 10-0. Uh, Giants, we split with the Giants. And we are currently in the middle of the Orioles series. Let's see. Yeah, and there wasn't really anything in particular I that caught my eye about the last week. Um I wanted to talk about the Giants series because I think that was probably a very important series and people don't realize how important it was. Um, for some reason, I thought the Cardinals split the series. Um, I don't Giants? know why. Or not. Uh, yeah, they lost the series to the Giants. That's what I thought. No, it was 2-2 split. Yeah. We won the first two. They won the last two. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I kept thinking that. But anyways... Um, but the Giants series, uh, they were kind of struggling too. They've been, they've been, not doing t- too good. Uh, they're nineteen and twelve. But, um, anyways, so we are. So yeah, going into that series, I was like, okay, if we can beat the Giants, then we are a better team than I thought we would be. If we lose to the Giants, then we're not doing re- really well because they've been injured. They've been doing. And if we split the series, then we're about where I thought we would be. Um, so we split the series. Um, offense is still kind of eh. Is, is that a correct assessment with you? I, I mean, I'm shaking my head, yeah. I mean, the offense is eh. It, it, we got a couple offensive highlights, um, definitely a couple guys we want to talk about, but um, – it's definitely not been the prettiest offense in the world. Not what neither you nor myself were looking for at the start of the season. Not with the expectations we had. So, uh, 
But we we got a couple bright spots. I mean, Yepes. I mean, he's he's come up and he's he's playing good ball. Yeah, let's talk about Yepes because I mean the this last week hasn't been anything special except for Yepes. Um, what uh, going with the games? I mean, um, Yepes has been brought up, or he was brought up, uh, started playing, and he is doing really well. Um, I'm pulling up his baseball reference page right now because baseball reference is awesome. Um, what do you want? Uh, you go ahead and talk about him. I mean, so this, so from the last episode where I kind of went off about Jeff Albert and yeah. thinking that he needs to be replaced from what I've understand, I've done a little bit of research, not in, not in depth research, but I've done a little bit of browsing. I guess Jeff Albert is running the hitting program for the minor leagues. Yeah. From my understanding. So apparently it's working at mm. least with the younger players. Cause Yepes has come up from the minors. He's had a home run. He had, I don't can't remember how many doubles off the top of my head when he first got up here. He went two for five tonight. The last strikeout was a little bit ugly, but the guy is playing good ball. I mean, he's hitting the ball. Well, he, he looks like he's tracking it out of the pitcher's hand really, really well. Um, I can't, I can't be mad at the guy right now, and that makes me feel like I need to withdraw my rather harsh critiques of Jeff Albert from last week. Yeah. Um, so right now he's got um, and I I don't think this includes tonight, but on, on 22 at bats as of yesterday, 10 hits, one home run. He's bat he was batting 455, three RBIs, four runs, um, on base percentage is 500. He's slugging 727. His OPS is. Uh, 1.227 and his OPS plus is 262. I can't argue that. Yeah. So something Jeff Albert's doing is working, at least in the minor leagues. Maybe he's not making the connection with the major leaguers. Um, hopefully Yepes coming up and swinging the bat well will um, maybe help the guys that were already on the team up here on the 40-man roster and playing in the bigs. Maybe something will translate. I don't know, but I can hope. I can have dreams, aspirations. I want to see this team win the division. So, um, no, I, I'm super thrilled with Juan Yepes. He's doing a lot more than I thought he was going to do when he got up here. So, I mean, I honestly, I'm, I'm really happy with that one. Um, he also has a .5 war, which is now apparently the most important stat of all time. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> – You hate the war. <laughs> I hate I hate war. War, what is it good for? Um, absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, two home runs. Uh, I think it's five RBIs now. I know he got a couple of guys in today, but um, yeah, because he did homer tonight, right? Yeah, he so homer tonight. So I mean, yeah, he's, um, yeah, I was really, I've been really excited about Juan Yepes because he was, I had never heard of him, and then he got called up for the wild card game, and I was like, uh, who is this guy, and why is he brought up, and they were saying that he was like a really exciting kid and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, I can get in on this. And then he didn't get to play obviously against the Dodgers. And um, so, yeah, I, during the off season, I've been really excited to see him. I was hoping he was going to be a DH, um, but then they got Dickerson and Albert. Um, but it's, it's looking like he's going to be playing more DH because I mean, um, that's just 
I mean, he's just really good right now. I mean, he's really hot right now, um, and I, I'm loving it. I love it. I like seeing good hitters coming up. Uh, if only there was another hitter that would come up. <sighs> Fucking Mo. Um, this does actually come it's into coming. one of the. Relax. <laughs> I know. I know. I just. I just want it. I just need him. I need Gorman up like right now. Um, I do want to talk about this though. So. I was thinking, um, so there, Gorman, Gorman needs to come up sometime, uh, during this season. I think you and I can both agree on that. Oh yeah. Uh, he, he's doing really well. Um, he's the Cardinals number one prospect. He, he's, he's going to force the Cardinals hand. Now I want to I want to pose this thing. Sosa is coming off the injured list tonight, tomorrow. Yepes uh, is doing really well. Tommy Edmond, the Cardinals are insistent on not letting him play shortstop right now. Right now, for some reason, um, I don't know why. I have no idea, um, but they won't let him play shortstop. There are rumors going around uh, that, according to John Morosi, that the Cardinals are interested in Xander Bogarts. Uh, no, 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 that's that's not uh, that's not true. Uh, there was a the, a Xander Bogarts trade is possible for the Cardinals. I think that's what he said. Um, so I want to say, I mean, I want to ask this: Who's the odd man out? Is it Sosa? I mean, part of me is thinking that the Cardinals are going to try to shop Edmund at the deadline, and that's why they don't want to re- they don't want to trade him. I know that sounds crazy. I think I think Tommy Edmund is going to be a trade bait for someone so they can get some pitcher and. Because that's the only logical thing that makes sense to me. I mean, if you're refusing to send uh, Tommy Edmond to shortstop so Gorman can come up and play second, Sosa isn't the greatest shortstop. I, I, I think he's a better contact hitter than DeYoung was, and he's definitely more consistent, but he doesn't have any power, really. Um, Yepes, Yepes is doing really well, but he's not a shortstop or a second baseman but you have to keep them up here. Um, I know they're probably going to get rid of Dickerson, um, but I think I think you have Edmund, Gorman, and Sosa playing for jobs that I think aren't uh, for one job or two jobs, and I think somebody's got to be an odd man out. Uh, what do you think? I think you just made one of the boldest statements you've ever made on this uh, podcast. Did I tell uh, you that I had a I had a hot sports opinion today? <laughs> golly, you did, and I didn't think that was going to be it. Man, I really thought you were going to go a completely different direction. Um, I know. <laughs> I, 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 okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, and, and I could be wrong, but they're not trading Edmund. They're not using Edmund as trade bait. Um, 
they, I mean, they're so reliant on him not moving to shortstop because of his glove at, at second base. He's the best leadoff man right now in the MLB. They're not going to give up their arguably their best bat, their best on-base player, and one of the fastest players on the team who steals bases. Yeah. That ain't happening. Not unless they're going to go get a ace pitcher or a number two, arguably number one pitcher to yeah. start who can go who can chew up innings. So, so I mean, I love the prediction that's bold. I just don't foresee it happening. Um, <clears throat> so what I really think is going to happen is with um, the breaking news that came out yesterday that um, Pauly D got his rear end shipped out to Memphis um, mm. to try to figure it out and get him work. I think they're going to send him down there. They're going to see if he can get the bat rolling. If he gets the bat rolling, they're going to bring him back up. If he has any kind of success, I think there's your trade bait. They're going to say, okay, he went down – he got it rolling. He needs a, he's need needs a change of scenery, um, and and that's where I think the trade's going to come from. I think Sosa's probably going to get optioned back out to Memphis, and then who knows what happens with him. I read this really weird um, comment. Uh, it was some. It was just a fan out there posting on Facebook or somewhere, and he was like, "Just bring up all the young guns." Um, the other guy is smashing it in Double A. He wants him to go to Triple no. A. Uh, he wants um, Win to go to from Double A AA to Triple A and start getting work in, and kind of just throw away the season, let the young guns get experience, and go after it next year. And I think that's rather brash. Um, I see what they're saying, but the team's not that bad. If we were Cincinnati's position right now, I honestly would probably be on board with that. Let's just get the young guys some uh, experience and let them see what the game's like and let them develop um, without perhaps rushing or overdoing their development and messing them up. But I don't see Edmund going anywhere. I see DeYoung being shipped down to Memphis to kind of get his swing back and, and, and see if he can produce. And if he can't produce, I think he's going to be trade bait to get out there. I don't think they'll get much for him in reality, unless there's a team out there who really has enough bats in their lineup and they just need, you know, a good center infielder to play defense, yeah. which I know we had this debate last time. Paul DeYoung is – a much better than average defensive shortstop. And then, you know, we say that and he had a couple errors his last game um, <laughs> with the big boys. But I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, I, you, you know, I, I've kind of been on the Xander Bogarts thing all year. Um, I'm, I'm definitely in to go get Trey Turner in the off season, or if mm. they can find a way to get him this year. My question is, what are we giving up to get that? Um, Dickerson to me, he doesn't have a place. So I think yeah. the best thing that Mo can do is just ship Dickerson out for something. The guy can play outfield. He can still hit the ball. Yeah. He's had a cold start to the season, but have the Cardinals really given him any consistent reps at the plate outside of maybe a three or four game stretch? Not no. really. And when he had those little stretches, he did. Okay. Like he was in, he was your average hitter. So I think that $5 million contract, I think Dickerson gets shipped out. I think that helps bring up space to bring up Gorman, um, keep Yepes around. Obviously, Albert's not going anywhere. I mean, we're not seeing him a lot. We did get to see him uh, get to the plate tonight. Uh, I didn't get to watch everything because I had some other things going on where I didn't get to watch the entire game. I got to listen to part of it coming home. So I, I'm I'm interested in that, but I'm also interested in if, and, and this is a little bit off topic, but the uh, Frankie Montas is still sitting out there as a pitcher. If you want to talk about the Cardinals trading for a pitcher, do you think they're going to go after Montas? 
Is he the best pitcher available for the situation that we're in to bring in another another arm in case Flaherty just isn't right when he comes back at the end of the month or in June, and if Reyes doesn't come back at all this season? <laughs> hmm. Oh, man, that's a uh... – Hey, you threw one at me. I had to throw one back at you. Yeah. The thing is, is I feel like there's a reason why Frankie Montas has not left the athletics. And it kind of scares me that maybe his price tag is just super high. Um, I could be wrong. Um, I'll look it up. uh, You keep going. But, um, see i'm looking at uh, i'm i'm trying to look at who's uh which players have contracts up at the end of the season um i still think that the cardinals should go after uh and get tyler glass now even though he is um even though he's uh got uh, recovering through tommy john surgery um i know he's going to be out all of this year but I would love to. I would love him to be the replacement for um, Wainwright. Um, there's not really a lot of pitchers. Uh, David Price, but he's old and no one wants him. Chris Sale is always injured. Jacob Degrom is uh, Carlos Rodon. Noah Syndergaard, Charlie Morton. Those guys are all needed. Nathan Ovaldi. Nathan Ovaldi. Huh. Uh Nathan Abaldi You just stumbled on one there. From uh the Boston Red Sox. That's uh that's an interesting look. Um I don't hate that one. Um that's a good one. I, I like that one. I like um not Luis Severino, he gets injured a lot. James Paxson, hell no. Sean Manaya, eh, he's not going to get traded. Kyle Gibson is not going to get traded. Mike Miner, too old. Joe Musgrove. For some reason, I want to say that Joe Musgrove has been trying to get out of uh, San Diego. Maybe I'm just crazy right there. Uh, people have been saying Jake Odorizzi. I don't like that. He gets injured a lot. Yeah, I like. I think Nathan Ovaldi is really the only... But that's that's contingent on if the Red Sox are buyers or sellers on at the trade deadline. Um, that could be the interesting part. Could you could you imagine picking up Xander Bogarts and Evaldi and, in a trade? And, and I was I was saying this. Earlier. So someone proposed uh, Xander Bogarts for Nolan Gorman straight up, um, and would would the Red Sox take that? And I think the Red Sox would take that. I think they would take that in a heartbeat. You're getting a number one prospect uh, in return and you get $20 million uh, taken off your books. Um, however, I don't know. I think the Cardinals would have to get something in return for that. Now, is that Nathan Evaldi? I don't know. Um Valdi right now has six games, six quality starts, 33.2 innings pitched, 36 strikeouts. So he's a strikeout or better every in every inning. He's got 294 ERA, and he's got a .9 more. Whip is 1.069. What's his fit? 
Uh, that was his whip. Excuse me, his FIP right now four point six seven. Oh damn, that's a that's a lot. <laughs> hmm. Well, maybe it's maybe it's because it's Fenway. I don't know. I need to look at it's him because he's on Boston's team right now. But what is that? That's thirty-seven million dollars. Uh, you're adding to the to the. Um, to the book golly yeah he's pricey i couldn't do that i didn't realize if all these price tag was that high that's my fault yeah no no it, no that's i mean i brought him up but yeah i don't yeah but i bid on it <laughs> that's the, the only thing is that you know once trade season comes along you're i mean or the deadline comes up everyone starts trading away everything they can and being like just crazy with their money uh, or with the trades. Um, we've seen that every year, basically. Uh, so I don't know if Xander Bogarts, I don't know who would get go after tr- Xander Bogarts. Maybe he's not as hot a commodity as I think he is. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know if the Cardinals would ever pull the trigger on that. I think there are so many variables right there. You have to, you have to work out an extension because you're not trading Nolan Gorman for Xander Bogarts for just half a seat, not even half a season. Um, it's only what, two months. Cause they moved it to August. August 3rd. Yeah. August 3rd. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it, it's not, it's not going to be wise for the Cardinals to do that. So. I, I have, honestly, man, as much as I want Boger, not to interrupt you, I apologize. Oh, no, no, go but ahead. not, not to, because I mean, as much as I would like to get Bogarts on the roster, I mean, the him and the Red Sox are over a hundred million dollars apart on total contract dollars. Hmm. The Cardinals are not a team that's going to go out and pay that kind of money. Yeah, he's gonna, not at his he's, age. It's not like he's twenty-five years old. How, how old is he? He is. He is I mean, twenty-nine years young. old. Twenty-nine. He's still younger than me, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to want 30 plus million for 10 years. Um, is it 30 plus for 10, for 10 years? I'm assuming he's going to want a contract to carry him through the end of his, his career. Yeah. I mean, I would at that age, that's your last really big contract you're going to get. Hold on. I got, I got to look up his career stats. So here I got another picture to throw at you. Okay. Unfortunately it's a righty and I have all these righty too, but what about Aaron Nola? From the Phillies, because Lu- yeah, the Reds yeah. aren't going to trade us Luis Castillo. That's just not going to yeah, happen. No, but um, Aaron Nola, um, three, four, five, one dot whip. Not bad. I mean, he's always been a good uh, pl- uh, what is it player? Um, sneaky hot pitcher. Yeah, he's got a three point three point four five whip, or I mean FIP, and a one dot uh, whip. That's uh, pretty dang good right there. Um, three three earned run average, but I mean, hey, I I would go after him. Um, let's see, he's a free agent after this year. Um, he's yeah, he's the 
that's the thing is they're going to try to be competing. So I don't know if they're going to try if he is trade bait. I know that they're they're not the top team in the East right now, but they may they may be in the market for Xander Bogarts at the trade deadline. Um, so I don't know. Does Xander have a no trade clause? I think he does. Full no trade that clause. I'm not sure about. Ooh. After seven years server time service time. Okay, so he may when did he get come up? Yeah. He's got a full tra- no trade clause, but I mean he's obviously he's probably gonna wanna tr- get traded. Uh yeah. Okay, so Xander Bogarts is uh I'm I'm up for the Aaron Nola. I just don't see the Phillies trying to part with him right now. Um, no, but I think they, a, I think a trade deadline if they're out of it or if they're just they just can't get there. I, I could see that it, it, it come August. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he's let's see. Xander Bogarts has a career 814 OPS and a 116 OPS plus, 354 on base, 459 uh, slugging. Yeah. I like it. I mean, he's a, he's a great player. I don't know if I could do, I don't know if, uh, I could do 10 years though. 39 years old. Playing a, That's my biggest issue with it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. That's, that's difficult right there. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea. It's, I think, six years, thirty-five million. I think I could do that. But I mean, you're all. I mean, you're also taking on his contract, Paul the uh, Paul Goldschmidt's, Paul the Youngs even, uh, and Arenado's. Well, remember Goldie's Goldie's contracts over up in twenty-five. I think. I think it. Yeah. Yeah. So because remember we I, talked about Walker Walker coming up by twenty five twenty six. Take first base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, man, I yeah, I don't know. It's gonna. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Is Xander Bogarts plays short and uh, Jordan Walker plays short? Hmm. Or yeah, no, Walker he plays third. Tall yeah. as, he plays third, but with it being as big as he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I would could totally see him transferring over to first base. I mean, his wingspan's got to be huge. Mm, okay. He'd be able to snag yeah. everything that comes in. Would be my thought. And if he's a good third baseman, he should be able to dig him out of the ground on bad throws to first base. I mean, I'm just obviously spitballing here, but yeah, if we have all this young talent and the window's going to be open for the next six, seven, eight years with the young talent, we can keep everybody around and keep the pieces intact. And we don't have another spot. I mean, if no one's going to sign a contract in his career here, we got to do something with Walker. We're not letting him walk away. So what's yeah. the natural change? Do you put him in short or do you throw him over to first? Oh, man. I mean, I would definitely uh, train him to play short. Uh, but, yeah, that, man, that's that's something. I have no idea right there. Again, I'm thinking hot corner. He's good on third. Yeah. He'll be a beast on first base. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's a lot of. It's a lot of thinking right there. There's Edmund Gorman. Everyone. 
Uh, I guess it's a good problem to have, but um, great problem to have. Fantastic problem. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, Paul DeYoung is sitting in the background, being like, "Hey, what about me?" No. Shut up, dude. If he can get if he can get his bat back, if he if he spends three weeks down there, and he goes and hits three fifty four hundred in the minors, and he comes back, and I'd give him until the third week of June to bring his average up to two thirty. Yeah, I would deal with him the rest of the season, and then find a way to get rid of him in the off season. Because then, and then, and and now, don't get your just stay calm when I say I, this. But that gives us room to go get Trey Turner in the offseason. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, where, see where my – I don't know if it's logical, but do you see where my mindset is on that? Yeah. Oh, man, I want Trey Turner so bad. Um, Xander Bogarts, uh, anything else you want to talk about with him, on him? No, I, I think we covered that enough extensively. What do you um, think, think is that? What do you think the percentage is for uh, getting him? Oh, 15% at best. Really? I'm going to go. Because of the contract. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, 35%. But, hey, we can dream. Write Xander it down Bogarts, and book it. Xander Bogarts is a great player. So, um, But what about his defense? Anyways, uh, cut. Well, that wasn't bad for a first segment. Yeah. No. Too bad we can't see each other, so one of us can signal. Yeah. Yeah, we we were. Uh... Yeah, we were just about thirty minutes right there. Not like oh. I want to look at your face, but I get tired of looking at mine. Wow. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm sweating. Yeah. Okay. You ready? <clears throat> hey, what's our next topic so we can get right into it so it's a smooth transition for him to put together? Um, what is the next topic? Oh, I want to talk about the uh, Cardinals being the most hated team. You want to go to that now? Do we have something else that's a smoother transition? Uh, talking about players? I mean... Uh, we can talk about uh, the young getting sent down. We can yeah we can go into death right there because that kind of leads over and yeah. um who's okay who else is a hated teams besides us Yankees I, I I don't know I'm reading the thing right now actually I'm gonna I'm gonna quit the anchor and then uh, start a new one oh okay yeah mm-hmm. I think that'll be better Sorry. You're right. Oh, you did start uh, echo. So speaking of Xander Bogarts, uh, like you said earlier, uh, Paul DeYoung was sent down to AAA. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Look, we wish him the best of luck. We We don't hate the guy, but good Lord, dude. He was not... He was not helping the Cardinals at all, and and it's a you have to produce, and he was not producing, uh, contrary to what some people were saying. 
he was not producing. Uh, we were hearing a lot lately that he was. Um, <clears throat> anyways, we. I don't know. It's it's sad, but I mean, because back in 2018, 19, he was a really talented kid. Um, I mean, I loved him. I thought he was one of my, I, I thought he was going to be a great shortstop. Uh, I think he was the first short Cardinal shortstop to hit 30 home runs and something RBIs or something like that. Uh, I may be wrong. He did something that nobody had done in quite a bit long time. Yeah. Um, my personal thoughts on DeYoung is I, I, I really do wish him the best. I, I hope he gets his swing back. I, I would love to see him back with the big club and, and hitting like he did back in 19. Um, it's unfortunate that he's had some struggles. Uh, you know, they did rush him back a little bit early from the broken ribs and a couple other things he had going on. But at the end of the day, this is a season that not just the Cardinal – players but the fans so badly want a very very strong good season because of the obvious things going on surrounding having pools back for his final year um yachty being in his final year we all want to see the push if this was a, a season where you know it was a rebuild year i am sure this would not be the big commotion that it is right now mm. but that's not the situation this year this year is a year to go get it. Yeah, it's a tall order anyways with the Dodgers being stacked, with the Mets looking the way they've ended up looking for the first month and a half, um, let alone the teams in the AL. They're good. The Yankees coming out of – not out of left field by any means, but being much better than we anticipated. Yeah. So, it, like I said, if, if this was a rebuild year or this was just an average year or the situation was different, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us would be a little bit more understanding of where DeYoung's at right now. But um, in, in all honesty, I, I if if he hears this, man, we wish you the best of luck. We hope you get your swing back. We hope you get out of your head. We'd love to see you back out there, um, turning double plays with Edmund, and 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 running this team into a deep long playoff run, and and with all of our high hopes, a World Series championship. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, it's a shame, um, but. I mean, it had to happen. Uh, I mean, we've already – I mean, we beat that horse to death. We've talked about how much we're tired of him. Um, he needed to go. He he needs a he needs a fresh start, and, and um, hopefully he can get that fresh start. Um, I was talking to someone, and they, they said, I can't believe he, he agreed to go down. And I said, he probably didn't have much of a choice because – it's either they buy out the rest of his contract or, and like he's a free agent or they, I mean, and, and then he, what, what happens then? No one's going to want him. I mean, even if you get him for free for the whole year, um, yeah, he's, you're not going to, no one's going to really want him. And so he's kind of stuck. Uh, but yeah, uh, wishing the best. Uh, luckily, I mean, hopefully that brings up some other players that needs to get some love and support and appreciation. Uh, but yeah, wish wish DeYoung the best. And who knows? Maybe he maybe he just does. He figures it out in AAA um, and just starts raking it. Comes back up and he's 
the greatest player on the team. I would love that. That would make me happier than anything else. I would be really happy about it. <laughs> um, now, before before we like take off and go if, into the next whole topic, there was something I wanted to ask you about. Okay. So in regards to the young being sent down, what do you think about these two call-ups? This um, Kramer Robert, Robertson, who had a stupidly bad error at the end of the game. Thank God we were up, you know, 10 runs. Yeah. Um, and what do you think about the pitcher who came up today? Uh, what's his name? Shoot, 27-year-old kid. Not kid. He's a young man. Um, uh, wait, gosh. Welch. Jake Welch. Jake Welch. Um, wh- what do you think about those two guys coming up and getting their opportunity? And why do you think that uh, they gave – Mr. Kramer, Mr. I'm going to call him Cosmo Kramer. Uh, why do you think they gave Kramer the call up instead of uh, Gorman? Do you think that's strictly because Sosa's going to be coming back off the IL and they're going to give Sosa a shot? Um, what's your take on all that? Um, I do not know this Welch guy. Um, I And I didn't know anything about this Robertson guy. Um, I think Sosa... I think they were bringing – they brought up this guy, not Gorman. Um, first of all, they don't want to bring up Gorman just to send him down whenever um, Sosa comes back. Um, I think they also want to see if – what Sosa is really. Um, I know last season we really didn't – I mean, we saw a lot of uh, Edmundo Sosa – but, um, I mean, we really – I don't think we really saw a lot. Um, and I think they want to see if he can be trade bait. They want to see if he can – if he has a swing. Uh, I think after that injury, you probably want to get some MLB reps. Uh, I think I think the, they brought up uh, – what's his name? Robertson just said that way. I mean, I think they're going to DFA him after this. Uh distinct um so i i don't know exactly why they wouldn't bring gorman up but i i i I don't really know i don't really have thoughts on this Uh, it's kind of weird i i I, i'm kind of confused um i i didn't even get a chance to listen to uh mo's uh conference yesterday uh did you um, I, I caught bits and pieces like the highlights. I didn't get to listen to it in its entirety. I've had a crazy busy week at work. But in regards to Sosa, real quick, let me read you this. So yeah. last year, he appeared in 113 games. He had 326 plate appearances. Mm. Okay. Yeah. He uh, he ended up hitting. He was hitting 271, 63 strikeouts. He drew 17 walks. He had six home runs. He had 78 hits and he scored 39 runs. His OBP was 346. His slugging was 389. His OPS was 735 and his OPS plus was 104. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we got a good chunk of seeing what he could potentially be yeah. last year. So yeah. I, I wonder if they're going to give him this run. Um, and that's why they didn't bring up Gorman. You're pretty much in the, you're the stats guy here. I mean, you are the stats guy between the two of us. So yeah. I was I really wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know. Do it you think he can weird. be what he was last year? <sighs> yeah, he could. I just the thing for me is I don't 
like he's not really a power hitter, and I don't know if the Cardinals are looking. I mean, what was it? Six home runs and twenty-seven RBIs. I think it for him it was whenever he couldn't produce uh, when there were runners on. I think that was the problem. Um, I think whenever he was just like there was nobody on, he did really well. I wish I could find the stinking stat for it, but I can't I mean, right his now. His base percentage was good though. So yeah, why not I mean, he's him off at the leadoff spot. Yeah. And let the I other mean, guys move him around the bases. I mean, he got hit by 17 pitches last year. Yeah. Yeah, he I mean, he's he, he's decent. He's got good contact. I just I don't like if you were to ask me, okay, who's a better player or Who's a better player, uh, do you think, Tommy Edmond or Edmundo Sosa? Edmund, I would, all day long. I would say Edmund, yeah, exactly. Now you would say, now I'm going to ask you, with all that we've heard about Nolan Gorman and all that we know about Edmundo Sosa, who do you think is better? Gorman. Gorman. I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> to me, to me it's Gorman. If it's, if it's Sosa to you, that's fine. You tell me. I No, I, I would go Gorman there. Um, I, I just, I, so I think that's kind of the predicament that they're in is they are trying to figure out, is there a place for Sosa on, on the lineup? Cause I mean, like you said, I mean, he's got a 104 OPS plus and a 735 OPS. He's not a power hitter, but he's a contact hitter. He, honestly, every, and this is going to make you laugh. He, he gives me more, um, uh, Ozzy Smith vibes. <laughs> than than DeYoung does, uh, which is uh, I, I, offensively, not not defensively. I, okay, I, okay, I, I was gonna say, come yeah. on, man, you gotta. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's sorry. I meant to throw that in before, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I that's the thing is for me, like, yeah, I like I like Sosa, and he did really well with the club last year, but. I think it's kind of like, oh, he's a good player, and we need to move over for better players. Um, I mean, I think he should come off the bench, but, I mean, I think you could get something for him, honestly. I think you could, too. I, I, I don't know how much you could get for him. I mean, it's not like he his, he's not a big uh, – he doesn't suck up a lot of the payroll by any means. So, I, mean, I think he's a good bench player. Um I think you would have value to us. I I, I know. <sighs> I, my problem is we have so much youth. That's just it seems like they're on the cusp, but I really don't want to see them brought up and and, and their confidence be crushed. Yeah. Um. So I want to give him every chance possible. Do I really think he's better than Poly D? At the plate, yes. Defensively, no, I don't. Um, I really don't. Uh, and, and you and I can argue that if you want to. Sosa, um, yeah, or, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think Sosa is the greatest. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's as good as DeYoung was. But you know, DeYoung has an all right. Everybody, you just heard it. He just admitted that DeYoung was better than somebody defensively <laughs> for the Cardinals. I know okay. this has been a hot topic recently online, but yeah. I got him to say it. <laughs> I, I say most of my things online just to piss people off. Uh, <laughs> So I've noticed, and I'm like, dang, man. 
Oh man, there's this. There's never mind. I'm not. I I gotta stop getting online. I gotta stop trolling people. I I really should. I, it's bad. It's bad for business. But I just can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> hey, you're a human being. We all have flaws. Trust me. I've got my own. You just haven't seen them yet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I think Sosa, I think Sosa is a really good contact hitter and, but I think, yeah, it's, it's a weird situation. I mean, he, I can't, I wouldn't even put him at DH. No, no, like, I wouldn't put him at DH. I, I wouldn't waste he, the DH spot on that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would, not with Yepes I mean, up in, with the yeah, boys. Yep. Yepes and <laughs> Pools. I mean, I don't know how Pools has been doing the last couple of weeks, but He's due for a home run. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, it's weird, but um, yeah, that's an that's enough on De Young and Edmundo Sosa. Unless you have one more, uh, anything else to cover? No, I mean, I, I mean, I was really happy with how Welch pitched tonight. Um, two innings. I think he had three strikeouts. Nice strikeout to end the game. Yeah, I think it was three strikeouts. He might have had four, and I might have missed one, but I know it was at least three. Um, so, I mean, I was really happy with him. It looks like he's got good velocity on the ball. His curveball's got good movement on it. Um, I mean, it's not Uncle Charlie, but uh, it looks like he's got some pretty good movement. I wouldn't say it's really a snappy curveball, but it's not, you know, one of those arcing curveballs, but it's got, it's, it's got a lot of movement. So, um, Danny Mack was really high on him. Um, when Brad Thompson, they were talking, when he was coming in the game or how they, he really caught their attention with Andre Pallante in the preseason. And if Pallante wouldn't have pitched as well as he did, they think Welch could have actually been on the opening day roster. So, <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm super happy with that. How do you feel about our bullpen right now? Because I'm really happy with Helsley. Yeah. Um, Cabrera and um, Gallegos are doing what they're supposed to be doing. One of them's, let me. I always screw this part up. It's um, Gallegos is pitching a little bit better than than Cabrera, I think, is what what I'm trying to say here. But Helsey looks good. If Welch is going to be what they are saying he really could be with Palante there, I feel like with Brooks being gone, that's a better move. With Whitley getting optioned out today, that's a better move. There's one other guy I want to get rid of in the bullpen. Who am I not listing? Whitgren? Who am I missing? Whitgren. Ah, he's been okay. I mean, he's serviceable as a middle reliever. Oh, I like McFarland. I typically like McFarland. I know he's had a couple McFarland bad innings here and there. Yeah, I was going to say, McFarland hasn't been that good for me lately. Um, he's not being the dominant force he was in the second half of last season. Yeah. But we do know historically a lot of these pitchers get better and better as the season goes on, especially with the hotter weather. Weather, yeah. Just like batters get better with hotter weather and the ball moves, travels a little bit further. So yeah. because McFarland had a good second half last year, I'm willing to give him a little bit more time. But now with the heat coming to Missouri like it is, these 90-degree days, um, yeah. when he gets his opportunities, he needs to make the most out of it. Because it sounds like we have a lot of youth out there um, in Memphis that can pitch. And we do need another lefty in the bullpen, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jake Woodford's doing really well. I like him out of the bull, bullpen. I know they tried to make him a uh, – uh, yeah, Jake, not Jacob. I forgot about uh, him. Uh, Jake Woodford, he's – yeah, he's doing really well. I think he's got a 266 uh, FIP. Uh, Nick Whitgren. 
hasn't been horrible. Uh, Jake Walsh, he's the guy. Yeah, he just came up, right? That's that's his name, Jake Walsh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Andre Pallante. I I haven't seen much of Pallante. Um, I've been missing a couple of the games, but uh, I I, I, Dude, I wanted he goes to do hard. One. Does he? I know, I know he was hitting. I know he was hitting up to the hundreds. Um, but him, Helsley, and Hicks all break mm. hundred. Mm. But uh, yeah, I hope I hope he does uh, gets better. I need I need Hicks to do. I need Hicks to stop being a starter. Um, yeah, I'm done with that experiment. To be honest with you. Yeah, and we've already covered that part. But yeah, I would love to see him in a closer role, though. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm lukewarm on it. I, I feel like they need just one guy that's not cheap in a, and not like the meanest way, not the meanest sense. Like I like a lot of our guys, but I think there's just one guy that we need to solidify the bullpen. Um, I don't know. I mean, I as think... the closer or we need one guy that's solid in the bullpen? No, yeah, I think we just need a long reliever, or not not even a, a middle reliever, even. Um, like Gallegos is a is a good setup. Ryan Helsley should be the uh, closer, or Hicks should I would be agree the closer. Right now. When Flaherty comes back, I would like to see Hicks try to be the closer, and then so in my perfect yeah. world, it would be Flaherty comes back. All of our starters pitch five to six innings. We have a bunch of guys that can pitch the sixth inning if need be. Seventh yeah. inning would be like um, Cabrera or Gallegos. Eighth inning is Helsley, and ninth inning is Hicks. Now, with the way the schedule's laid out this year, you can't have just one closer for every single game, especially if you're yeah. on, a, on a run. So, I don't care if you're rotating Helsley and Hicks back and forth as the closers, and we use the rest of the bullpen. But we need to have two set of guys, two closers, and the rest of the bullpen needs to be able to pitch those, you know, fifth, sixth, and seventh inning if need be. I have a theory Personal about opinion. it. I have a theory about the uh, closer and uh, not a, not specifically a Cardinals closer, uh, but just the closer role in general. And let's hear your theory. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go more in depth on it on Monday's episode for a topic. Um, So there you go. Everybody tune in on Monday, the MLB seventh stretch. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I, yeah. Anyways, uh, basically it's, it's if you know, those closers that are leading the league in uh, saves every year. How how bad is the other team's offense? Anyways, uh, is there a correlation with that, basically? Um, and anyways, so that's enough of that one. Uh, anything else we need to talk about right there? No, I think we can move on to next topic. Okay, next topic. So, uh I don't know who came up with this, but apparently the let's see betonline.ag uh, came out with a list of the top ten most hated baseball teams in the MLB, and it said that the the company tracked tweets with a negative tone since opening day 2022. The data pulled for, uh, found the Yankees. Are the most hated team with a, with seven uh, six thousand seven hundred and sixty six negative tweets posted about this about them this season. 
The Cardinals are the ninth most hated team with 2,335 tweet, uh, negative tweets uh, posted about them this season. Um, so, yeah, number one is Yankees, two is Dodgers, three is Astros. Phillies are number four, which is uh, kind of surprising for me. Um, Cubs are number five. Number six is Red Sox. Number seven is the Giants. Eight is the Mets. And nine is the Cardinals. Number 10 is the Twins for some reason. That blows um, my mind. Yeah. Um, so uh, Cardinals have 2,335 tweets uh, about them. You know, I've been hearing a lot lately. The last couple of years, I always heard about how the Cardinals are the most annoying team. The Cardinal fan base is the most annoying team. The Cardinals are, they're just a, like, fans hate the Cardinals. And I was, I was always so curious why. And um, so uh, that being said, I do want to uh, see what your thoughts are on the Cardinals being the top 10 most hated teams. And this is, this is 10 out of 30. So it's not number nine. Isn't that horrible? Um, so what do you think? Okay. So because this is something we didn't prep for, I'm yeah. going to give you basically uh, an, an on the spot take. Okay. <clears throat> So I want to lead into this by going, I completely agree with the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Astros being one, two, and three. I don't completely understand the Phillies being number four. That one kind of shocks me. Figured the Cubs would be a little bit higher than that. But at the same time, everybody loves the Cubs. Like everybody I know loves the Cubs if you're outside of St. Louis or Cincinnati. It drives me nuts. Um, The Bo Sox I thought would be higher on the list. I would have thought the Giants would have been higher. The Mets would have been higher. But the Cardinals at nine, to me, makes sense, and here's why. And I'm okay with it, by the way. I invite it, and I love it. But it's because we are perennial. Sorry, I cannot speak tonight. It's like, yes, that's what I was trying to get out. Um, Year in and year out, we are a competitive team. We're always in the playoffs. Not always, but you know what I'm saying. More times than not, we're in the playoffs. We have the second most World Series championships. We have a ton of pennants. I can understand how the Cardinals are one of the most hated teams, and, and I I don't blame other teams for hating on us. I think this obviously mostly comes from the fan bases. They don't like us. I don't think we're an annoying fan base. Uh, you and I have both experienced it. I think our fan base is rather fickle at times, and mm-hmm. <laughs> they um, they forget that it's a 162-game season. And they get a little too wrapped up early in the season with what's going on. You included, good sir. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But God love you. Yeah. So I mean, I, I understand. I understand it, um, and and I take pride in that. Where it is a badge of honor. I really thought we'd be a little bit higher because uh, all I know is you said something about the Cardinals being the most hated team, and I was like, oh, we're going to be in top three or top four. Yeah. Nine. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty lenient. Okay, cool. But I, I really think it comes down with the fact that we're always there. To te- you know, we don't make big moves. We work through our system, through our farm system. We develop players. We're always there. I mean, I would – I mean, I, I don't like it when Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl every other year. That's why I hated Tom Brady. Now I think he's one of the funniest guys out there in the NFL. I like him. Um, and I, I, was a, I was a Giants fan for a couple of years, so. Oh, I don't even know how you liked him then. That's – that's another topic for another day. Yeah. But, uh, 
I, I don't like teams. I mean, myself, I don't typically like teams that are always the number one team or always the number two team. Um, even when I was in Indianapolis, yeah, I love seeing the Colts compete every year. But it was one year they were in the AFC Championship. The next year they weren't. Next year they're in the AFC Championship. Next year they weren't. It, it was inconsistent and consistent at the same time because you always kind of knew, hey, if we didn't get it this year, next year it's going to be there. But these teams that do it year in and year out and year in and year out, they're going to take some natural hate because people get tired of seeing them there. Here, I got a better analogy. Alabama in football. Mm. They're always there. They're always, if you don't, yeah. if you're not from the South, you hate Alabama, unless it's you're one of those bandwagon fans all over the Midwest. But Georgia, Georgia hates uh, hates oh, Alabama. Well, they're major rivals. So does Auburn. Yeah. Uh, everybody in the SEC hates Auburn. Uh, hates but, Alabama, but Alabama but, is the, their year and out. Same thing as Michigan. Same thing as Ohio State. This is why Notre Dame gets hated on because they're always good too. I know this isn't a college football rant, but. This is the best way for me to equate it over to baseball. These teams that are there perennially, man, I messed it up again. <laughs> yeah, I can't get it out. The teams that are there, there at the there at the end, year in and year out, they're going to catch that hate because people are tired of seeing them there. That that's my take on it. I mean, I, I think we should have been higher on the hate list, but I'll take number nine. Yeah. Um, let's see. I and no, this is not whiskey. This is sweet tea. This, yeah, right. Um, yeah, number nine. Um, I, I think I think I agree with you a little bit. I, I also do think it's the fan base. Um, I, I actually thought we were going to be disagreeing on this like miles and miles away. Um, man, this. Cardinal fans have, for the last 50 years, called themselves the most passionate, the best fans in baseball, the most uh, knowledgeable fans in baseball, the most everything in baseball. Uh, It's the greatest baseball town in America. It's all this stuff. It's all that. And, you know, it may be true. I think I, I mean, I haven't been to every baseball park, but, uh, Every time I have, um, there's always a sea of red. Uh, I've gone to the Giants when they were good. I've seen a lot of Cardinal fans there. Anyways, so I think people hate the Cardinals just because, and I hate Cardinal fans a lot. I mean, (laughs) I I love the Cardinals. Cardinal fans annoy the crap out of me. Um, They get not all of them, but some of them, they just want to act like they are so high and mighty above other fan bases and they have to have some etiquette. And it's weird. It's, it's the weirdest fan base I've, I've seen ever. Um, and I don't know. I, I understand the hatred. I'm surprised they're not actually higher too. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the fan base kind of is the reason why people hate the Cardinals. Um, but it's whatever. I mean, look, fans are fans. You can like them however you want. Um, but yeah, it's just weird. It was weird seeing that. I was like, wow. Anyways, but um, gosh, I can't even think right now. I'm 
got about 50,000 things going through my mind. Um, do you think I'm a complete asshole for saying that or an idiot? Not really. I mean, this, this is very subjective to everybody's personal take. Yeah. Um, so you get, so I've been a St. Louis Cardinals fan living in Indiana for 30 years. You're a St. Louis Cardinals fan living in Texas for filling the blank for me. Yeah. 25. So, um, I just recently got to move back to the area and get to be around Cardinals fans. So we, 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 you and I get to have an outside perspective on our, on our team. Um, So I I think that it gives us a different take. I would love for somebody to weigh in on this and and maybe give us somebody who's been in the city for the last 25, 30 years, who's a big fan, just message us back. And maybe if, if we're wrong, defend it, just let us know. Um, We would love to get that kind of interaction so we can uh, make contact better. And maybe I'll, make more sense, or maybe trick, change the way we think. I want, yeah, I want to, I want to have a non-baseball fan on there, and I, I do, I would do want to say that this is based on tweets. So, um, That's I know, true. I want, I want to know that. I mean, of course, the Cubs are tweeting about it. Um, Brewers are probably tweeting about it. Uh, who else? Dodgers, Dodgers fans probably hate us. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I mean, Pirates, I think Pirates are whatever. I don't think Pirates fans exist anymore. They, I think they've shut Mets down hate, Twitter. Mets fans hate us too. Yeah, Mets fans hate us. Um, so I, I think I think that also plays into it. They're, like you said, there's just people that – there are fan bases that hate us. Um, I'm willing to bet that the Giants are number seven because of Cardinal fans and Boston is number six because of Cardinal fans. So – um anyways but uh yeah that's all that topic i want to discuss um yeah comment below let us know what you think about it um and god <sighs> sorry i didn't I mean to cut cut you there we went we went to about 31 minutes so no, i don't know how much we're gonna lose yeah it, uh i need to i mean is it a hard 30 minutes is that what it is no 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 Oh, okay, man. So I'm sitting here going, shoot, we're going to lose this last minute and a half of film. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> Mine was TikTok 30 minutes. <laughs> so. uh, oh, well, you know what? I didn't, I wasn't counting the, uh, my whole time was counting the whole clap and everything. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. So I, I, I'm, I, I apologize if I was wrong. I'm still trying no. to learn where our timing is. <laughs> I'm just trying to help us out. No, you're fine. You're good. No, you're you're perfectly fine. You're I, 29, right? 25. You are 25. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm not that old yet. No, but man, you make me feel old. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I work with a whole bunch of teenagers, and I feel like an old man. They're like, oh, you don't even know this? I'm like, motherfucker. That's when you look at me and go, can you Dougie? Because <sighs> oh, I can nay-nay, and I can whip. Oh, gosh. I, I It took me forever to figure that stuff out. <laughs> well, I can't do those either, but I can wobble. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my, mom, slide. my mom wobbles, I and that is the worst thing to see ever. Oh, that'd be um, rough, man. Oh, God. 
it's 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 horrible. It's I I it it scarred me for life. Scarred um, you for life. Oh gosh. Hold on, I'm trying to figure out this stupid thing. I need to buy more storage. That's what I need. Um, let's see. Where's my camera? There it is. So what's that? what are we going to talk about in the next segment? I don't think we're going to talk about much. I think. Do you have anything else? Um, I think we should talk about, um, you know, what the Cardinals need to do um, going into the summer before the All-Star break to put themselves in the to put themselves in the hunt and be in good position come All-Star break. Um, we can talk about schedule if you want to talk about schedule. Um, because like I messaged you the other night, we got 78 divisional games. Yeah. If we just take care of our divisional schedule and we win half of the series that aren't divisional games, we should be sitting at about a 90 clip for wins, I think. Now my math's very soft on that, to be honest. So I wouldn't quote that in the, in the podcast, but yeah, that's kind of where I stand on it right now. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Okay, I'm ready to. Oh, crap. I gotta. I'm gonna restart the thing again. It's all right. Go for it. So, give me one second. Yep. So, uh, what are we, t- what, uh, what are we talking about next? So I guess, um, you have something about the, uh, uh, what we need to do in order to get to the playoffs. Uh, this team is incomplete. I, I think you and I both agree on that. Um, what ways do you think we need to improve? So I was doing this little, uh, I did a brief dive over the schedule and, you know, there's not a place on the internet that I found where it tells you how many divisional games you play. Just pull it up and go. So I pulled up the entire year schedule and I tried to count it from my count. And I'm sure I was counting quick, so I might be off a game or two. I count that we play 78 divisional games this season. The majority of those games are against teams that are worse than us, as in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Chicago. Did you know we have a six-game set against Cincinnati and two five-game sets against Chicago? Hmm. Really? Like, like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and those are all going to be in late summer, like uh, June 3rd, 4th, June 3rd, doubleheader on the 4th and the 5th. That's, ah, excuse me, June 2nd, June 3rd, doubleheader on the 4th and the 5th are straight Chicago Cubs games. 
and only two of them are primetime. Then uh, three against Cincinnati, four against Pittsburgh. Then you got another three against the Cubs down the road. You got a four-game set with Atlanta, a four-game set with Philly. Then in July 15th, 16th, 17th against Cincinnati. Nobody in between, and those are those are at Bush. Then we go to Cincinnati, July 22nd, 23rd, 24th. So six straight games against Cincinnati. Then you got another three-set game with the Cubs down the road after that. And then mm-hmm. August 22nd, a doubleheader on the 23rd, the 24th and the 25th, five straight games with the Cubs, all at Wrigley Field. Huh. It's insane. But um, and that five games, that first five game set against the Cubs, all at Wrigley Field again. So, um, I just think we need to handle our business. I mean, when we when we get in those long stretches with the Cubs, do I really think that we're going to win all five games? No, I really don't. Um, so if we take three out of five, and in, in these big stretches, then I think we're going to be okay. It looks like Cincinnati recently has found their. Um, stride i guess for lack of a better term i mean they, they just gave milwaukee all milwaukee could handle over the weekend and i think they built beat milwaukee like 14 11 i don't know if that was today or yesterday um today so okay what's today so as to much of your disappointment about how you know we lost one game to cincinnati um looks like cincinnati's kind of found their game a little bit looks like their bats are starting to move so they're probably not gonna be the pushover we thought they were going to be all season long Still not a good team. They're not going to do anything, but they could definitely cause us uh, some frustration down the road. Pittsburgh's doing what Pittsburgh does. But long and short of it is, with all these games we have against our divisional foes and our division's very, very weak, if we play our division strong and we can win half, maybe 60% of the rest of the series, we should be a strong contender for the playoffs, especially with the fact that now the NL East um, – doesn't look as strong as we thought they were going to look overall. Now, obviously, there's a lot of baseball left. I don't know if you've looked at standings recently. Um, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, take a look at it and, and tell me if you think I'm completely wrong on this or if you think I've got a, a track on it because I feel like we're sitting a little bit better than originally we thought we were going to with when we were picking our um, – End of the year, yeah. Lineups or are there end of the year proposals for who was going to be where? But yeah, you got one team with a winning record in the NL East. That's the Mets. In the Central, you got two teams. That's uh, the Cards and the Brewers. In the West, I mean, every team in the West has a winning record right now, and all of a sudden the Rockies are in last place in the West. How does so. That they they had a bad run, mm-hmm. um, but Arizona seventeen and fifteen. So even though that the, the loss to Arizona, I, I can't even get mad about that anymore. They they're they're starting to show up. They're starting to play ball. So really, we just got to handle we got to handle our divisional games. We handle our divisional games. We're okay if we can win fifty games in our division. We should be in theory okay, especially when we play the East teams like the Nationals, the Marlins, which the Marlins always give us issues because of their starting pitching. But if we can get through their starting pitching, their bullpen ain't going to do it for them. The Phillies, which we've discussed thoroughly, don't have a defense. 
So if our pitching can be better than average, we should be able to keep them in check. And, and the Braves did just get Acuna back. They're going to get better. They're, they're going to have a winning record. But we got to split with the Braves. So if we handle our division games and our conference games, or excuse me, our NL games, I, I really don't think we're going to have a problem making the playoffs because I think we can grab that extra wild card spot even if the Brew Crew does end up winning the division. Yeah. Your, your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I mean the West, like you said, is going to be a problem, though. I mean, you have it's a three-team race. I know, I know, Colorado and Arizona are making it interesting, uh, but I think it's still a three-team race. Uh, and I mean, they may. How many is it? Oh well, yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Cardinals could stumble though. I'm that's that's the kind of the thing. So yeah, they need to they need to keep the pedal to the metal. I I honestly I think there's a still a legitimate shot of winning the division. Uh but they got to add some guys and but if if this I think if the season ended today they're still in the playoffs. Right? Uh I think they're playing the Oh yeah. Yeah, they're yeah they're if the season ended today they're playing the Giants in a wild card, or however that however that works. Um. So, and I think the Padres play the winner of that, and then whatever. Um, I'll be yeah. honest with you, I'm not sure how this playoff thing is going to break down with the I, new alignment, and the new format. So, I'm not even going to so. guess. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, and I'm not saying we can't win the division. I mean, we're behind, but. Yeah. Two, three games. Three it's games. A long season. How many games do we play the Brewers this year? 15, 18, something like that. I mean, if we win our if we just win the overall series with the Brewers and it gets close at the end, we could have the tiebreaker. So yeah. I'm I'm not saying that it's out. I'm just saying for everybody who is getting worried about the team, y'all need to, as Aaron Rodgers would say, R E L A X. Relax. Yeah. Um because we got a lot of games going on. This team is going to change and develop throughout the season. Um, obviously, Ali Marmol and the management staff are not afraid to move guys up and down. I mean, yeah. we're, what, 30 games into the season, and, and we're shifting guys left and right right now. So I just – everybody needs to not hit the panic button. Let's, let's, let's get through May. Let, let's get into the middle of June, and then we'll – like I said, after Memorial Day, we'll get a real good read on where we're at as a team. Um, but it, it's all about just showing up at the ballpark every day and the boys getting the job done and, and bringing their A game. I'm, I'm, I honestly, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I think it's gonna be a great baseball season. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna have its peaks and its valleys, but, um, hopefully the peaks are higher than the valleys. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just scared. I, I feel like I've seen this song and dance before and yeah, you had to beat the, the good or the bad teams uh, when you see them. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm, I just have a feeling that we're going to play one good team and the whole shit's going to hit the fan and all that, all that good stuff. Um, I want, we have a four game set and I guess this is going to kind of lead into the next topic that we wanted to cover, but um we have a three-game set in St. Louis with the Giants. 
and I think we're done with the Giants after that. Uh, play the Mets uh, in a four-game set in uh, in New York, which is – I think that's going to be an interesting series because I think – Oh, I uh, think it's going to be drama. Yeah. Uh, Pirates and then Blue Jays, two-game set there. Then play the Brewers and then the Padres. So this – yeah, like you said, this is going to be the month where we see what we're made of. Uh, it's either it's going to be bloody for sure, uh, but I don't. But I mean, just got to take care of business. You can't. They can't lose games on stupidity like they did with the Mets series, um, uh, or I think even one of the. Well, obviously the Reds game. But also, uh, I think one of the Arizona games, if I remember correctly, there was just a couple of mistakes that they made. And you're going to make mistakes, obviously. I'm just saying, got to be careful not to do that. Um, anyways, or not make key mistakes, I guess, is what I should say. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm proceeding with caution, I guess I should say. Um, what do they got to do to make you feel better? Besides go out and get another pitcher and secure the shortstop position. For me, yeah, the shortstop is a big hole. Um, I don't know. I mean, is it O'Neill? Is it Bader? Is it Carlson? Like, I think give me a, give me a good solid source. What one what one change would make you feel better right now about the Cardinals? Um. One change that would make it, man. I don't. I think Bader is. I mean, obviously O'Neill and Carlson are scaring me because they've proven that they. I mean, they just haven't gotten to it. I think Carlson's kind of picked it up lately, and uh, O'Neill showed he had promise, but then he kind of went back to receding. Uh, Bader. I think I like Bader right now, but um, really I just need the offense to just get there. Um, and it seems like that's always been the problem uh, the last couple of years is the offense just kind of whimpers through games. Um, obviously not tonight with a 10-1 lead or 10-1 get, uh, win over the Orioles, but um, it's just – I don't know. It's just something – Something, I don't know. It's missing something. I don't know why I can't think of it right now, but it's it goes back to what my thing was earlier was, uh, you know, you're paying the young, or not the young, uh, Yachty for his defense and not his offense. Uh, used to, uh, it was Edmund for his defense and not his offense, really. Uh, Bader's kind of figured it out lately. Um I, I I would get an upgrade if I could though. Um for me, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what will make me happy. Maybe the Can maybe we give the, Yachty a little bit of credit right now though? He yeah. was up until the night on eleven game hitting streak. Yeah. I yeah. Hey, I, I need him to do good, so I would love that. Uh but yeah, I I can't really think of a – yeah, I think the whole at shortstop is really the biggest problem. I think that if they could fill that hole with whether it's Edmund, uh, 
Sosa or trading for Xander Bogarts or Trey Turner. I they gotta I think if they fix that, then it kind the lineup gets a little a lot of better and they get uh they all get um can what is it good enough. Uh the pitchers that they are facing are gonna get scared because you're not only just facing uh, Arenado and Goldie and Edmund, you're playing. You're playing uh, Gorman. You're throwing uh, O'Neill when he's good in there. Uh, I think the more danger, uh, the more you make the opposing pitcher uncomfortable, uh, the more you're going to be, um, the more success you're going to have. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and that bottom half of the lineup needs to be more dangerous i think uh in order for me to really fully believe in them um anyways if that made sense hopefully that makes sense i'm kind of going i mean i put you on the spot there so i mean yeah yeah you did (laughs) asshole no i'm just kidding uh but yeah uh cardinals are playing the uh giants and mets uh in the next week there's six rubber match with baltimore tomorrow Yes, six and four in the last uh, ten games. Not bad. Um, I mean, they played they played the Royals and the the Royals, Giants, and Orioles. So not horrible, um, man. So hopefully, hopefully they get better. Um, I, I'm really anxious to see how they uh, address the shortstop problem i think they played brendan donovan at shortstop they've been doing that um so i want to see edmund was at short at the end of the game tonight was he yeah i I know i i heard that they were saying that they were going to toy with the idea of um edmund playing more but uh more shortstop at the end of games just to see how he does but and yachty was on first was he gosh I, and uh, Kramer buzzed a ball by him for an error that should have ended the game. Gosh. Yeah, I get worried about that stuff. Especially Yachty playing first at his age. I'm like, no, just no. What? I, I wonder why Yepez – I guess Yepez couldn't come out af, uh, out of DH because of the rule. But um, – uh, yeah, and they there... used Albert somewhere else earlier in the game or something. So, yeah. Do uh, is there anything else you need to ta- uh, talk about? No, I think this has been a fun episode. Um, you know, it's cool doing the video. So I, I'm super interested to see how this comes out. I hope you all like it. Um, if you guys have any comments for us? Any uh, suggestions, questions, any topics you want us to cover on next week's Cardinals episode? Please leave us a message. Let us know. Um, tell any us requests how you have. We are. Yep, tell us how stupid we are. Um, if you think you got a point that's better than ours, shoot it to us. We'll 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 blatantly bring it up on the next episode and, and we'll, we'll discuss it and see if we can change our minds. He'll destroy you. you. I'll, I'll give you a legitimate chance to make your point. No, <laughs> no. Um, we are angry no. bird rants. No. Anyways, what? Hey now. <laughs> Sorry. Hey now. Um, do we have Joshua Jacobs coming back on anytime in the near future? 
Um, I haven't texted him. I almost had him on tonight, but I then realized that it was last week that he came on. He came on, so I was like, "Well, we need to not sound so desperate." But uh, yeah, we'll we'll look into having him back. Um, maybe whenever Gorman comes up. So probably in about two years. <laughs> oh, it ain't gonna be that long. Uh, we'll oh, see him I before season's end. I, I do want to. I, I do want to ask him about uh, what he thinks about Sander Bogarts and that trade possibility. But maybe he'll write an article about it. Josh, um, take the hint. Write an article. Yeah, listen, I have given you good shit to start writing about, so you need to get on it, Josh Jacobs, not Edwards. Okay, well, that's been a fun episode. Uh, What is it? Live long and watch some damn baseball. Yeah, we'll see you all next week, guys. Bye.